Future Kamaria's face scrunched up with confusion and surprise, first because of Sasquatch telling her that her past self was with them, and the second because she knew exactly what her past self meant. The microchip, her greatest focus of her other life before she passed to this new world. She was a materials engineer who specialized in microchips and nanotechnology. Sunny, prepare a backup file for the microchip, Sasquatch quickly interjected in an unusually serious tone. Kimaria, you can't just mess with time so easily like this. Allow this handsome and magnificent one to seal dangerous information that would hurt more than help. I'll even leave a little gift or two. <laughs> Kimaria tried to smile in relief but forgot she was still a disembodied observer in her future self's body. Thank you so much. Tell her I said thank you. Kimaria woke up, a huge but somewhat distorted smile on her face as she sat up. She thought to herself, I barely managed to make it back after the vision ended, but I lived. Pain. She was in so much pain. Not just from her body, but much deeper than that. This was a pain that came from her soul. She laid back in her bed and closed her eyes. There was a bright glowing spot inside her mind. This. This was the source of her smiling. Yesterday, she fully expected to wake up from her vision with nothing. But she had indeed benefited a lot from her horrifying vision. Inside this glowing white object in her mind was so much information that it made her headache. From the few glances she took when she focused on it, she could see instructions for how to make the computer chip with lots of detailed notes, bizarre schematics and names of materials, crystalline fireflake sand, storm light, marble electric, jade, everstone, five metals, skyfall metal, green river, ocean, sand, heavenly coal from a spiritual tree struck by lightning. Kimaria saw her future self's notes state that she had a long process in identifying and even creating materials that were similar to the ones used to process and create all the components for a superconductor graphene chip. Apparently, with the magical materials here, she was able to make something that could outperform all the chips from the futuristic world she came from. She saw that in her notes. It took her almost three years of experimentation and research to develop these schematics. It also goes over a thing called Tao Life Soul Embryo, which is a special technique where cultivators merge a weapon, shield, armor, or a tool to their souls. It's known as the Tao Life Soul Embryo. It goes into the item and merges it to your soul, so this object will grow in strength matching your own. The only items that can become a soul item are those specifically built by the individual. No, no one can give someone a fully created, powerful item that they can immediately make into a soul item. The biggest factors being energy levels, not matching the strength of the individual, and soul resonance with the item. When someone creates an item, the level of attention, focus, thoughts, emotions, and energy used to make the item are a major factor in the item's growing resonance with its creator. Soul items face these two major restrictions. The first being, the item must have energy levels that the owner can handle, so energy jades used to power the item in construction cannot be higher than their level. The second restriction is that the item must have a certain level of resonance with the owner. The instructions said that she could have her teacher process the materials for her, but she would need to do the whole process herself. She would need to cut the formed graphene crystal into a square to keep connections as short as possible. She will need to mix special liquid solutions to form coating and process each step. Luckily, the more complex aspects like etching can be done later after its creation. She only needs to create the physical chip. 
exposure resistance, development, etching, coating, baking, nine times, gate contact, vacuum baking, acid bath, and her frenzied thoughts were interrupted when she heard knocking at her door. Kimaria, it's us Dara and Lirum. After struggling to stand up and make her way to unlock her door, she was able to let Dara and Lirum into her room. She looked at Dara and Lirum and boy, did they look rough? They looked worse than how she felt. You look awful, all three said at once before Dara and Kimaria burst out laughing. Lirum stood there with a bitter smile and rolling his eyes. Dara hugged Kimaria and asked, You had us so worried. How, how did you do that? Kamaria shrugged. I don't know, it was all a blur. Lirum shook his head. That was too risky. You even offended Alistair with that trick. He is way too petty and will try to get revenge for how you humiliated him. Lirum badly tried to hide an immature smile before continuing. He deserved it, but it was not smart. 